1: Welcome to another Girls on Games podcast. My name is Leah. I'm the host of this show. This is episode number 437, and prepare your bodies, thanks to a TikTok trend, we trauma bond today about video game sounds that haunt us. And along with that, both Kath and I are sick, so I apologize in advance if we sound terrible. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I'm not pronouncing certain words and certain letters properly. Cat, how you doing? How you feeling? Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh.
2: Yeah, this whole weekend. Been yeah. sick. Uh, yeah. So, excuse me, if I laugh during this podcast, the laugh will become a cough. There is yeah. no avoiding that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I may sneeze. It's bound to happen. Joelle, you're lucky you live in the U.S. right now and you're away from us. <laughs> I was going to say, if I get sick tomorrow,
0: I, there's proof that germs travel via, via web Via by <laughs> by a Zoom? Via Zoom.
1: <sighs> yeah, and I'm like holding out and trying to heal up in time as I am going to Montreal to celebrate my birthday the weekend yeah. and I don't want to make my husband sick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or anybody else sick so I've got to power through um, but yeah uh, let's get through some housekeeping before we get into the crew check-in see what everybody's been up to this week as always I'd like to remind you that if you enjoy this show you can subscribe we're available on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts iHeartRadio Spotify and Podbean if you'd like to get some GOG merch you can do that by going to designbyhumanscom slash shop slash girls on games or maybe you like to give us a tip maybe buy us a coffee. You can do that by going to our kofi. that's ko-fi.com/girls on games. Catherine, you've been ill, but have you been did you before you got sick, did you get to do anything this past week?
2: Uh, not really. No. Um, no. And if like during the pandemic, the the studio decided to give us extra days off, and like we voted which day we wanted um and one of the days we voted for was family day so I actually had a long weekend me too this weekend that got completely ruined because I spent yes. it on my ass <laughs> I had plans I had plans to go like shopping to get stuff ready uh because I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast but I'm going to Amsterdam in early April Ooh. that's gonna be fun so I wanted to go shop for like luggage and shit um that didn't happen Hmm. I mean I still have time it's just I figured like I'm off on a Monday A random Monday that's not like a Typical holiday for Quebec Like I'm the only one off on family Mm -hmm. day Like gonna go downtown And uh We were gonna get breakfast this morning At a restaurant and all of that Went to shit Um Although I remember talking to you girls About my favorite sushi joint I don't know if we did it on air or off air
1: We did it on air I think
2: yeah uh wednesday yeah uh, sorry my lozenge is like sticking to my teeth this was a bad idea <laughs> um it opened and we went yes and i got my classic order which was wonton soup as an appetizer the general towel chicken and then a bubble tea
0: Aww.
2: and like people people hearing this are like you said sushi joint I'm like yeah it's a corner sushi joint they make all the asian food that white people like mm-hmm. like this place has bami oh <laughs> um general Towel chicken poke bowls sushi it it okay it is is bussing. honestly like it tastes the same I'm happy they just reopened and they're back and I can just like roll out of my house walk down the alley and get boss like pan Southeast Asian food again, and um, now they sat they they added bami for to the to the menu, and it mm-hmm. it didn't take a week that like revolving door of people coming in and getting food, the phone constantly ringing. Uh, I saw like the usual suspects already getting lunch one day that I was out just like during my lunch time running an errand saw a bunch of people that work at the coffee shop kitty corner from there <laughs> they were just like yeah, hey they're back just getting pokeballs for the entire like coffee shop oh um so I'm, I'm really happy it's it's like i know like we talk a lot about big city living but what i like them montreal is you do have the community life mm-hmm. in your small boroughs like you know like you know everybody in your alley you can choose to ignore everybody like i do but like my brother knows everybody lives in the alley um the restaurant lady uh my mom used to go to that restaurant often she knew my mom by name knew all of her like food intolerances by heart so you know these little small mom they really make the world go round. so i'm just happy that the fact that there was a fire did not completely kill their business because mm. i know like yeah there was a a used cd and vinyl place he had to move um there was a a hair salon the hairdressers had to pack up and go now there's a new somebody else took the lease and there's a new hair salon but like the other yeah. ladies had to go so
1: yeah
2: i'm really happy the restaurant survived um and they even took over the lease of the vinyl dude that left so the place is even bigger oh okay, um, that's good so now there's actually like more we could sit there if we wanted. We ended up doing takeout because I was, like, not feeling great. Um, Foreshadowing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: But, yeah. yeah, that was the highlight of my week. Just sitting down with my general Tao chicken from <laughs> the sushi jo- joint down the road. Um, Pascal got uh, one of their new dishes, which was, like, noodles and meat. And he also ordered, like some sushi's on the side and honestly even the sushi's were bussing again it's just and they're not stupid expensive like some of the places downtown where i'm just like you taste like sushi shop and you charge twice as much like mm-hmm. uh, this place is just you know the venn diagram of affordable and delicious almost a fucking circle that's what i like about the small hidden gems in your area. Your little yeah. bef- hole in the walls around Montreal. You got to find them. Honestly, and, you got to find and, them.
1: And the thing is too is they're disappearing, which really sucks. I'm um, mm-hmm. I was talking to our buddy Phil cuz I was trying to figure out a spot for us all to go to dinner and try to get reservations um, for the Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And trying to find a spot, and he's like you got you need a reservation anywhere you go in Montreal now because it's like mm-hmm. they can't find people to work and places have closed. And yeah. then also my buddy John was down there last week. And he was like, the prices have skyrocketed on everything. He was like telling me like a bagel and lox was costing him 10 bucks. I was like, holy smokes.
2: Yeah, yeah, Um, no, it's... It's it's nuts. Ridiculously expensive. Um, Honestly, like it's... Right now, like to eat out. I don't know if it's the same in Toronto, but in Montreal right now to eat out is either you have like the Mon shops that you can get like a good deal, but if you get it through Uber Eats, like it's three times the price. Yeah. Or the fine dining experiences... Mm -hmm. that that's all you got and like the places that are still open um are getting run ragged either because they're like low staff or because they're the only ones open they're getting a lot of like the clientele but at the same time a lot of people are are not eating out as much so you have like depending on like your your cuisine your situation your price point your location some people are literally like closing and making no money whatsoever other joints are just getting like slammed
0: mm.
2: like the good places that like are getting slammed so it's like i i think like once people hear that my favorite spot reopen, it's gonna get they're gonna get slammed
1: mm. but that's and, a good thing they need it though like you yeah, also yeah. kind of want to cultivate it right so yeah but, but then yeah
2: it gets to a point where they're like should we raise our prices but if they raise their prices too much and we stop going mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's really like honestly with this uh recession and post covid mm-hmm. the eating out situation like the restaurant situation i think it's the same across canada uh, like any big city in america as well it's just so fucking weird right now mm-hmm. it's just either you show up and the place is on the verge of closing or you go to another place and they can't keep up with the demand. Yeah. It's just like what the fuck? I know restoration has always been like weird, but right now it's like these disparities are very much noticeable. And I think what's happening is like downtown places like downtown Montreal, or old Montreal, are the places that are going to suffer the most from people not being able to afford to eat out anymore. Um because on top of that you got to like take transit or get there or drive, spend gas,
1: mm-hmm.
2: order a taxi. Um and I think like the small ma and pa shops in the neighborhood that can keep some of their stuff affordable can survive with word of mouth by being like these hidden gems. Because um another spot we go often is a Haitian joint. Yeah. Um uh on Jean Talon and even through the pandemic they never slowed down. They never raised their prices all that much. They went, at one point, they were on Uber Eats and like ordering through Uber Eats was like a good 10 to $15 more expensive uh, on your total order for like two people. But going there was the same cheap prices as before. Yeah. So, and, and they kind of like, they survived by like keeping it, like just doing the takeout and keeping it affordable and mm. being like part of the community. Like, mm-hmm. They know people like we show up and they're like, oh, we know you guys. We know what your <laughs> order is we're like, okay, thanks.
1: Yeah. Between like rent going up and food mm-hmm. prices going up mm-hmm. and not being able to find staff and people not being able to afford to go out and eat. Like, yeah, it's tough for the restaurant business right now. Hmm. Yeah. Joelle, what were you up to this week? Oh, so much. <laughs> so
0: many things. Um, and in the U.S., it was Valentine's Day last week, so um, mm-hmm. we don't really do... I'm not a big Valentine's Day person. Um, like, I think that it's really expensive to go out and, you know, it's just kind of a lot of hassle for the middle of the week. But um, we did exchange, like, cards and flowers and, um, you know, guys like flowers, too. So we did uh, we did that. No, like, uh, gifts, but really nice uh, card and Uh, I really like steak. I'm a big, like, meat and potatoes, like, good Minnesota Swedish lady. So (laughs) uh, we got steak, so that was really nice. And then we had kind of a crazy uh, weekend, more so like Friday, Saturday, because I have a friend who uh, bought a house up in the North Shore um, on Lake Superior. So it was was about maybe – uh, like, I think maybe like about two and a half hours, like south of Thunder Bay. So like, you know, for uh, all the Canadians. And uh, so we went up there, and it's like a three and a half hour drive, and uh, she wanted us to go up to, you know, hang a TV uh, and to install some security cameras uh, because both um, my boyfriend and I used to work like in that industry, so we know like enough to be like dangerous about it. Uh, but <laughs> it was just like... One of those weekends where you make a lot of effort and you make a lot of plans, and none of it ends up panning out like at all. And you know, and you're up in the, you know, kind of in, uh, you know, a you know small town um, where there's one gas station, there's one um, uh, hardware store, there's a you know a bowling alley. And the sheriff's office, you know, and that's kind of all you got. So you got to work with, you know, what, what you have. And it was just, like I said, like nothing was really panning out. We couldn't hang the TV because of the way the wall was. And uh, we couldn't install the cameras because, um, you know, I think it's great that there's a lot of modern, like, conveniences for security out there for folks. Like if they mm-hmm. want, you know, a ring cam, just look at their doors to see, like, what's coming in their door or to you know make a who's coming in their driveway like I think that's really positive. Um, but some of those some of those uh, hardware, y- you know, they're not meant for <laughs> like North Shore North Superior temperatures.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, you
0: know, or the homes up there don't have you know modern conveniences like outdoor power. Uh, mm. uh, so we we kind of told her you know we can put these cameras up but we don't think they're gonna like work for you and I think like you're just gonna get frustrated um, so so we we didn't end up doing anything <laughs> so we drove three and a half hours up uh, we got there really late on Friday night like at 1130 at night so it's like pitch black and it's cold and we hadn't been there before so we didn't really know where anything was um, and then we ended up leaving like Saturday night <laughs> Like five, because we're like, we can't do anything, and we just kind of want to go home. You know, you just, you just feel like defeated, and mm-hmm. it's like, I just want to go home. So, and we had a long drive, and we had a really busy day on, on Monday, so we just thought we we're just gonna get out of here. So, we did a whole lot of driving for not a lot of work, <laughs> but yeah. um and also, like, sometimes, like, for me, you know, going up there, I've gone up there a lot you know, as a kid, like going camping, going in the boundary waters, that kind of stuff. And the drive up there is so pretty, right? Because you, you you, get up uh, 35 and hit Highway 61 through Duluth, and then you have the beautiful uh, Lake Superior uh, views, and, you know, the rock, and just the natural uh, landscape to admire, and all of our driving was in the dark. So it was, <laughs> it was just kind of like nothing that I enjoy about going up there, like panned out, but... Uh, but that's how it goes sometimes, you know. You just, you just kind of gotta roll with it. And it, you know, we we learned a lot. And uh, I also learned that up there, they, if you're not gonna be like at home for like more than I think 24 hours, they recommend that you shut off the water, uh, so it doesn't freeze. Yeah, so yeah, it doesn't, doesn't freeze in the pipes. And, yeah. Uh, we didn't, I didn't really think about that, and uh, my friend didn't tell us that the water was off, so we got in at, like, 11.30, and we're kind of, like, fumbling around in in the dark, like, trying to figure out, you know, the lockbox to get in, and then we get inside, and we get kind of settled, and we get go to brush our teeth, and then the water doesn't turn on. <laughs> and we're like, no! <laughs> and then we went downstairs, and we, we kind of, uh, my boyfriend's, like, really good at all the mechanical type of stuff, like, he's... Got a lot of experience on it, so he's like, well, I think it's just a pump, and I think we just turned the pump on, and uh, we just did that, and everything was fine, but it was just one of those things where we got there, and it was really late, we were ready to go to bed, and the water didn't work.
1: <laughs> but, oh, that's uh, annoying. But but yeah, that's yeah. something, yeah, definitely, like, even okay. in... Uh here in toronto and other places too i remember doing in montreal if you had an outside water uh tap you would turn that off in the winter Mm -hmm. time and even my in my old place in montreal there was one wall where the bathroom was on the outside wall and the pipes to the sink were on the outside wall and they would freeze all the time so like every so often i'd have to like pull the drawers out from under the sink and hit it with like the hairdryer until it warmed up. And then Mm. one, one time Mike decided like enough of this and he, he insulated it properly. And we never had the problem afterwards, but like, yeah, Yeah. that's like a common problem, especially in Montreal where it gets wicked cold at night. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't think you're supposed to actually have pipes on outside walls for that reason. No, No. No, you're
2: not supposed to like me. My house is like from 19... 30 1940 something and all the water pipes are um in two areas that are central yeah. to the apartment so it's it's usually it's in the middle of the house for that very reason because mm-hmm. back then it was not well insulated and on top of that during great colds like in the 50s and 60s you had to like leave a bit of runner water running sometimes yeah. overnight so it wouldn't freeze.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. we used to do that too. Yeah. And then it would still freeze. So, yeah. Yeah.
2: well, yeah. Nowadays, with like modern, like better heating, better insulation, mm-hmm. uh, like we fixed up the place and whatever, like I haven't had to like let the water run except for, I want to say like six or seven years ago, uh, we had a power outage that let, during the like coldest time of the year, like, you know, like feels like minus 40 outside. We were without power for, like, almost, for over 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a big, a big thing after that, like, the, we were on, Hydro-Québec had to, like, install generators throughout oh. our area, and it lasted, like, for a while. Um, but, yeah, because that. of that, we, we, we had to leave water running. Yeah. And that was, like, the first time in a while. It was either that or, like, turning off the water, but, like, we're in here, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, yeah. need the water. Yeah. yeah, the water. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah
2: so yeah i I remember like the power he came back on it was like 12 degrees
1: mm-hmm.
2: in the home um uh, and even last year when there was like the big ice storm during uh easter it wasn't that cold out but it was like minus five it was mm-hmm. like just enough to be a outside freezer mm-hmm. uh because so there was like a, a we didn't have power for three days and like some days it was five degrees but at night it would go like to dip into minus 10 and because it was just fucky i remember we had to run a bit of water as well mm-hmm. but yeah welcome to living in the great north mm-hmm. yes yes gets yeah. wicked, wicked cold mm-hmm. yeah uh
1: i've been sick so nothing too crazy valentine's day was good uh but gibson turned one yesterday Yay! happy birthday so time flies, uh, and mm-hmm. I can't believe he is one. And we celebrated by giving him two cheeseburgers. Yay! <laughs> what a what a
0: great birthday gift.
1: I was like, "Do we do cake? Do we do what? Do we get him a cookie?" Mike's like, "Cheeseburgers." I'm like, "Okay, done." <laughs> so we ordered two plain cheeseburgers from McDonald's and stuck a candle in it, and that was his birthday present. He was very timid at first. He didn't know. Like, he's funny, too, because, like, he's always, if we're eating something, he wants into it. But, like, we had it there. We told him, no, don't, like, leave it because we want to take the picture and everything. Mm-hmm. But then we finally gave him permission to go, to go and and eat it. He, like, didn't know what to do. And then he was a hard time trying to grab a hold of it. Aww. <laughs> I have a video. It's really cute. I didn't post the video anywhere. But I posted the picture on my Instagram. So, So, yeah. Happy birthday.
2: Yeah. Happy birthday, Gibson. Yeah. All right,
1: let's go and look at the podcast fantasy critic. I'm trying to see if any big changes happened in the past week. I feel like there should have been because Donkey Kong came out, right?
2: Yeah, I have that, and, and I think I picked up a game at some yeah, point. Yeah,
1: you, yeah. So you got 70. It was 78. So you got eight points. Um, and then nothing else has really moved. And you think you picked up a game? I think you did too. The Rise of the Ronin one. Yeah, looks that's like. the one. All right, league history. League history. Oh, so you guys had a little bit of a of a fight yep. back and forth on that one. Um, really? So yeah, uh, yeah. Joel tried to pick it up for five bucks. Uh, bid lost on tiebreakers. You also bid for it, cat, and acquired it for five bucks. It must have been that one of you attempted to get it. First. one of you put it in first yeah and yeah. that was, and I that know was I a tiebreaker s- i saw
0: that
2: and i was like oh cool cool i didn't know that i just saw it appeared like in my list and i was like cool
0: i got a game um oh, that's great there was no strategy involved in your thing none none whatsoever wonderful
1: Hi. <laughs> <laughs> well you did get silent hill 2 remake for the bid of five bucks so Yay. you know that's good that's good i think that'll yeah, be good i hope so um, and then on the community, let's see here now. Um, I'm currently in first. Woohoo! Woo! I can't believe it. <laughs> um Darth's in second, Pat's in third, uh Zhangpao is in fourth, Ross is in fifth, Jessica is in sixth, Alban's seven 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 for Alban offshore Meteor phoenix in Snaesby Kingsby. Um, who picked who had what games that got what I feel like that was already there. Oh, I had Helldivers. I got 13 points for Helldivers. That's Excellent. what it was. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what put me into first. And then uh, Pat had Mario versus Donkey Kong remake and got the three points. The, the eight points but unfortunately pat also had foam stars that now has 59 points critic and he's a minus 10 i'm sorry pat i'm sorry Oof. i feel your pain man i feel your pain jessica had skull and bones which had a critic rating of 61 and has minus nine points who did that counter pick? Who had the counterpick of Skull and Bones? Oh,
2: that, that oh was... my God. Who
1: had the Skull and Bones counterpick? That was a Ross's... Counter Counterpicking counter that game was, it was a was locked. Move. It was locked. Who had it? Ross did. Ross did. Ah, yeah. so Ross got the nine points. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. That's when. Oh, man. That's a hard one. But yeah, yeah. minus 10. Nobody counterpicked Foam Stars? Wow. I'm surprised.
2: Uh, I don't think a- it was <laughs> as obvious as, like, Skull and Bones, to be <laughs> honest.
1: <laughs> Leah, it I'm- was to Leah. <laughs> Look, I guess I've experienced a foam party, and I didn't have high hopes. Okay, um, let's see. Did anybody get anything over the past few Yeah, we've had some movement. Okay, so Ross's Cool Games for Attractive People uh, picked up Pepper Grinder with a bit of seven bucks what is that game i don't know wow um ross also managed to drop citizen sleeper 2 star ward vector uh pugs and pixels i think that's jess she picked up uh 33 immortals with a bit of seven bucks she oh i counterpicked it actually she actually did pick up penny's big breakaway with a bit of three bucks mm. and she acquired the game stellar blade with a bit of eight bucks pretty good and then average games done too quick which i think is Albang. bang he picked up satisfactory with a bit of 11 satisfactory is not out it's been an early access that long
2: really i thought it was out
1: holy now shit i'm curious s-a-t-i-s-f-a-c-t-o-r-y go that's a game that i have had my eyeballs on forever um, i remember my
2: previous boss telling me how he was addicted to it
1: yeah okay so yes release 19th of march 2019 in early access wow okay. Okay. satisfactory was made available in early access march 19th 2019 on microsoft windows with cross platform multiplayer it, it is expected to release in 2024 by january 2024 the game has sold 5.5 million copies that's a game that i just assumed was out in 1.0 that's crazy Same. good pickup because yeah if that has to review good it's done so well in early access like i feel like all the all the youtubers that i follow in my realm of management sims and that kind of stuff have have played satisfactory and i'm just you know uh, it's one i've had on my my eye on for quite a while too and wanted to play i just assumed it was out in full anyways i yeah i did as well all right speaking of games what's everybody been playing catherine
2: I wanna say, Leah, it was extremely irresponsible of you to recommend Coral Island to me. <laughs>
1: Look, if I had any parting words of wisdom, is that I know you guys. <laughs> and if I can inv- if I can convince you to play a game that I know you like, I know you're gonna lose hours and hours of your life.
2: <laughs> Listen, I I'm I've started playing. I wanna say. I finished thirsty suitors on Saturday okay I think and I started playing Coral Island on Saturday as well we are now sitting at Monday night I already went through two seasons like I'm I'm in the last week of summer already like yeah I am at the same time you know I was sick so it's not like I did much other than be on the couch and be miserable um I think the only productive thing I did this weekend was some laundry. Uh, Other than that, it's been Coral Island. And um, honestly, like, I get everything you've said in your previous reviews and like on the podcast and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's definitely like, you can draw a straight line from Harvest Moon, go through Stardew Valley and go through Coral Island. Mm -hmm. Like, if you've played a shit ton of Stardew Valley, you can jump into Coral Island and a lot of stuff is exactly the same. Uh, but there are, like, just the quality of life stuff that they did. Just, like, when you pick up, like, let's say a bug. It'll tell you if it's donated to the museum already. Yeah. It'll, or it'll tell you if it's something that can be offered. Like, because there's, like, of course, there's, like, the Stardew Valley equivalent of the community center that you need to... The bundles. To mm-hmm. do the bundles. Yeah. To, like, the altars, yeah. In this case, it's the altars to the lake goddess. Um hmm um, Just, like, oh... I've been running back and forth for no good fucking reason. Um, it's just like some of the stuff I feel is not obvious. Like, I went to the pet shelter and I was like, yeah, let me adopt a pet. But I nothing told me that I have to wait to reach a certain level in the progressing through some of the mm. stuff for it to unlock. Yeah. Uh, you know how like you have a town rating and you should get there and you're like, our town is worth F. Like, get it up. I didn't realize I had we had to go from F to E for me to be able to have a cute dog. I was like, okay, well that wasn't made obvious to me. Um, is it because I I didn't like read into shit like when it was in early access like a lot of people did, or is it because I went through too quick through a tutorial? I don't know. Um,
1: I didn't even th- I don't yeah, even like- think I remember. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I tried. I was too enamored with the farming and the whole mining and the and the stuff in the ocean. And I only thought about the pet afterwards. I think I saw some kind of like cutscene or something about it. Um, I think yeah. I had to do one of the festivals even that was that triggered yeah. me wanting to get a pet.
2: It's the animal yeah. festival and that's was like, like in, oh, in spring. <laughs> But also, like, shout out to Coral Island for keeping the formula and, like, finding some great festivals, like, some new great mm-hmm. festivals. Maybe I'd, I haven't played Harvest Moon, so I don't know how quick, like, how close to Harvest Moon those festivals are versus, like, I just played a shit ton of Stardew Valley, mm-hmm. to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harvest Moon, I played, like, some, but it was, like, s- such a long time ago. Like it's Like, I didn't. I didn't play it, um, basically. Um, but, like, I thought they were interesting, and I was really into it. And you can see that there's some um, areas that are roped off. And uh, I was talking in the Girls on Games Discord, and uh, an f- old friend of ours that came back, Celtic Stag, was like, oh, well, you know, some areas are just not done. They're just going to be updated by the studio later. I'm like, oh, okay, and some areas are roped off, I guess, because my town is not pretty or cool enough Yeah, yet. they
1: come later
2: yeah so I don't know I'm just uh, enjoying the loop enjoying the right now I'm focusing on farming just building my farms uh and once I get like a good in flow of money I'll probably do the extra shit find a husband or a wife or a spouse <laughs> um I started giving gifts to random people just like hey, anybody like a farmer islander farmer I I built my character to look a bit like Jason Momoa. Nice. Ooh. <laughs> so I just grabbed the like the buffest body type. I grabbed like <laughs> one of the long flowy hair types, mm-hmm. the small beard, tan skin, dark eyes, dark hair. Honey. Um, just uh, yeah, I was just like, here we go. just mm-hmm. a Samoan god walking around <laughs> uh Coral Island trying to save be a part save the community and maybe find love. <laughs> but yeah. I, don't I love know. the I, game.
1: Did you do any of the uh in the ocean stuff yet?
2: I started, mm-hmm. yeah. Um not going as quickly because the only tool I upgraded so far was my pickaxe so that I could get more um yeah. easily get more bronze. Copper? Copper. 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 Bronze. Copper. Um, to upgrade the other tools mm-hmm. and whatnot. So I'm just assuming that winter's is gonna be a bit like at the same time it's an island. Can you farm during winter in this game or is it like survival, Valley and your kind of there shit out of are Some
1: things you can plant. Um hold on to wild seeds. They're about the only thing you can plant. And donate okay. as much as you can to the museum because at certain point, at certain markers of donates, and one of the things is seeds that you can plant during winter, a special seed, mm. and I think you need it for. Uh, one. Okay, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I do. I did know that because I was like looking at it and I saw because I remember from my many many times playing Stardew Valley mm. and uh, thinking about you know, getting the museum done as fast as possible And any time. That was the first thing I did. It was like, if it belonged in a bundle, it would go to a bundle first or an altar uh, thing first, I would send it there. Or then I would go to the museum before I would hold on to anything or sell anything. Um, That's kind of my pattern.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's what what I've been doing, because I've noticed Mm -hmm. it unlocks a lot of stuff. Some stuff it unlocked, but was still locked behind... The, yeah the so it'll level? give you
1: something the like like some sort shitty? of like thing you can build like it'll give you an item that you can't build <laughs> yet because it's locked behind the town thing which is kind of interesting to think about um same yeah. with the uh same with the altars but, when you open them up
2: yeah but at the same time it's like uh doing the museum and the altars are, is one of the major vectors yes. to get your town and cleaning to the up, ocean right as well
1: um and i think and cleaning the ocean i think there's yeah. something to do with farming too there's a whole bunch of stuff at selling items and things like that yeah there's a
2: lot yeah. yeah yeah so it feels like a more complete i don't want to say more complete but it feels like the next iteration of the you know farming yeah. sim genre you know harvest moon stardew valley and like even there's like i'm sorry but like there's you get the mail of the person like go in the woods we'll sell you stuff and it's exactly like stardew valley like some rando selling weird shit Mm -hmm. you show up and it's a monkey called concern monkey there's a lot of there's a lot of. i was like okay (laughs) and then i i open this uh nod to concern ape shop and selling a cap that says og farmer and it looks like the the backward caps from like harvest moon I'm just like, okay, no, you motherfuckers played all the farming scenes. Like, you're. You played them all and you love this art and you built this game around that. Uh, But yeah, there's enough new stuff for it to be like, it doesn't feel like I'm playing Stardew Valley. Because I have been kind of like wanting to replay Stardew Valley, see some of the new content that was added to the game. But at the same time, it was like, I've played like a hundred and some hours of Stardew Valley. Like, I don't know how, like. And my friend was playing. Stardew Valley on the yeah. Switch when we went to the cottage uh, He had recently started A new game and I was like oh yeah I could do that I could start Stardew Valley and then I remember You mentioned Corel Island and it being on Game Pass and I'm like I'll try that if not I'll go back To Stardew I'm just Well just like coming who? to
1: Stardew too Fuck it, more, I... uh, there, He's working on more updates yeah, I... so, uh, so yeah but like yeah it's like yeah. This is just like building on Everything That those games already made good And just polishing and then adding Other stuff into the mix right
2: yeah, and I'll I'll be I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest to the people that couldn't play Stardew Valley because it was like 8-bit or pixel style and you hate it. Oh, it's so pretty. Play Coral Island. It's so pretty. That's it. That's the whole tweet. <laughs> because it's like it's in it's Stardew Valley, but in 3D. And honestly, mm-hmm. like every environment, really well crafted. I walked into somebody's house at one point because they were like, hey, can you grow me a potato? And I showed up to their house after dinner with the potato and I was like Shh. I was like, it's like that TikTok audio. This all you, this shit. Nice. You know, like I was like, they handcrafted all the yeah. interiors of the yeah. building like really well. Like, and and I'm starting to get to know like a lot of the, uh, they're called townies, like mm-hmm. you know, the villagers or whatever, like the people that live on the island. Um And yeah, no, they were like, got well-crafted background stories and things like that. And I'm just like, oh, you know, this. you see this mm-hmm. game was made with a lot of love. And they played a shit ton of these sort of games, and I'm 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 really I'm really happy it's out there, um, and yeah, I'm I'm hoping they bring it to more platforms. Like that game needs Is to be on more? Switch. Like honestly, like I uh, no, it's just PC and Xbox so far.
1: Xbox right now, yeah. I mean, and I. I was running into, and you know, I'm playing on a Series X. I was running into some frame rate issues in the ocean mm. at some point. So like they'd have to do some yeah. optimization. Maybe they're waiting for the yeah. It, the it new... should be on Switch. Yeah. Maybe Switch it was too.
2: rumored that the this this game might come out to Switch on 2024. Because I was like, I sent it to my friend Uva, being like, you need to play the fuck out of this, but it's not on Switch yet. Like, how mm-hmm. is it not on Switch? Yeah. Because I think the. The dev team, they made it for PC, and with, like, the the Game Pass deal, they got Xbox to help them put him on Xbox, but yeah.
1: Yeah, so the early access that I played last year, well, maybe it was in 2022. Yeah, it was a year prior to when it came out. Um, I played that on PC, and... And yeah, it was through Game Pass that it had early access. And then when it did come out, it came out on both console and PC. So it must have been some kind of deal, exclusivity to them to start. Could
2: have been, yeah. So And also, like, small indie game, indie team. Like, they can't do the...
1: Yeah. Isn't it on, isn't on no. PlayStation?
0: No. You just looked, did you? I haven't seen anything come out for...
1: No, it's on PS5, it Xbox Series X, and oh, Series S, really? Microsoft oh. Windows. Yeah, you just got it's just you got to pay for it, right? On um, well, unless it's This Because why I looked on their to,
2: website. To... It just said PC and Xbox or did I not look properly?
1: It's not on the Switch. Maybe it came so out. No, their... it's not. It's no, not on it's the on Switch because their website still sure. says
2: platform. Oh, their website
1: a... That's Wikipedia. Yeah, it still says where know, to buy Wikipedia's Steam and long. says like
2: release date TBD. I guess that shit was not updated.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible!
0: It
2: on but... Oh, wow, well, it is mm. on PlayStation. Wow.
1: It is. Yeah, so you can give it a go if you want, uh, but I think, Joelle, I may have influenced you in other yeah, ways. You sure
0: did. Uh, I was just, you know, I didn't have time <laughs> to, like, fully invest, like, in a new game because I knew I'd be so busy. And I was like, what game, like, do I know I can kind of jump in and out? And... I downloaded Pal World. And
1: That's good.
0: I see. I understand. And I, I'm i one of you. And I thought, I'm just going to get up and running. And I, I have a friends that create a server. Uh, so I was like, all right, we'll just get into the server. Four hours later. <laughs> <laughs> like, full-blown trying to... Uh, catch pals that were, you know, double my experience and dying constantly. <laughs> but um, yeah, I see. I, I I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. And It is pretty fun. I really do hope that it's you know it's early access, so I really do hope that they fix a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. But it is addicting. And I see. I think to myself, like I think if Pokemon were like this, I think I'd really like Pokemon. But I don't know if I would. Now after playing this I don't know if I would like Pokemon.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's it's different. I mean the main the main difference is, is you just knock Pokemon out. They just you know, faint. They don't die. You don't collect items from them that Yo. kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yo, if I I didn't you know, I didn't know what I was doing. So I, you know, rest in peace the first um pal that I I I um, helped move on to the afterlife. They need to definitely <laughs> fix that like death uh, Oh how they're just like oh laying there in the world with the X out eyes gosh. and they just
1: roll on down the Yes
0: they, they 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 like stay in the world <laughs> and they and they like move about. Like they yeah. they, they they like twitch and shit. And, and it's like, I didn't mean to do this. And then now I, now I'm terrified and I'm traumatized that I killed you. And I didn't, I didn't like that at all. I was like, I don't like this. (laughs) I felt terrible. I was like, oh no. Um, And, um, but some of them can be just like really rude. They just come after you and they don't give up. Uh, and so I left them and then I came back and they're all like starving and depressed. And I'm like, you, I was away for literally like, like, it was just a day. Did you leave them Joel, did you leave them food? Yes, I left them food. Yes, I wasn't a terrible then how, person.
1: Then what happened? Well, they—I don't
0: know what. I think we didn't leave them enough food. Oh, and then do they're it. hungry, and then they're depressed. Cause yeah, they could say I was away, and I was like, I—I I can't be around. You're not a tamaguchi. Like I can't—I <laughs> can't keep my eye on you all the time. <laughs> like I can't. You know, I can. <laughs> But anyway, it's uh it's kind of a wild ride. It is pretty fun. I can see how this is um addicting. I, I, I hope that it kind of continues on in the upward trend and that the, the release will be release will be good. But uh I did enjoy my my first few hours and I was like, oh no, I can't once you stop, it's so hard. It's so hard to, to, to lug off.
1: Yeah, I'm actually not going to play anymore until full release, I think, at this point. I did the same thing with Coral Island, where I'm like, yep, I like this. Mm -hmm. i played enough. I'm going to wait for full release. Because uh, I'll forget enough (laughs) that when I go back, I'll be like, oh, I think I know what I'm doing. And things will feel fresh and new. But, like, I won't come in totally blind. But, yeah, I I was really enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Yeah uh i tried a new game um one that is coming to early access as of tomorrow february 20th um it's called furnish master this is almost like a bit of unpacking the game unpacking mixed with house flipper with a side of economy management as you can earn money by completing jobs But you can also buy properties to make money on the side. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. So it's like this relaxing game all about furnishing apartments, houses, commercial real estate, and and even like landscape, like outdoor stuff. It's developed by one guy, uh, Alex Blintsov. Blintsov? I'm having a hard time saying that because I'm sick. Blintsov. Blintsov. he started this project in 2022 um, as a side project to kind of learn and play around in Unreal Engine Five, oh. and the game and the levels kind of look like little, like, uh, simp stylized dioramas mm-hmm. with like clean, minimalistic graphics. It's really pretty. I love
2: That's it. That's what drew
1: me in. Mm-hmm. That's what drew me in from the beginning when I saw the first picture of like this cat lounging on this bed in this like bedroom that looked like it was a gamer's room. And I was like, what is this? And I saw it on, uh, on terminals, which is the, uh, the, the PR site that Evolve uses. So I went and requested a key and got the key and started playing through it. And it was really interesting. Cause like he, obviously it's early access. So the story mode is, is, you know, m- kind of uh uh, minimal to start but i went through a bunch of missions uh some where i had to do kind of like what i expected to do i had to clean up and repaint a room um another one had me like restore a store that was like it's almost like it was left uh ransacked and you had to like take out all the garbage and then put back up the the shelving and then stock the store and then afterwards the guy who asked me to do it asked me if I wanted to be like part owner. So that's how I was like earning some money on the side. And then there were some other puzzles one was a jigsaw puzzle in a room where like the puzzle piece like there was a huge jigsaw puzzle on the wall almost like it was like the set like a piece of art on the wall and there were puzzle pieces missing mm. and you had to go around the house and find the puzzle pieces and then put them back into the puzzle in the right spots oh which i really liked and then there's one that's driving me bananas and i can't seem to get past it it's a dominoes Set up, like, you you know, when you set up the domino so that, it, like, makes that path and you knock them all down mm-hmm. and it does something cool, right? Mm-hmm. So it's that, but some of the dominoes are missing from the path. So you have to find the dominoes. But I swear, there's one domino I must not be finding because I get stuck at this one point every single time. And when you, after you press the button to, like, start the dominoes going, that's it. If you, if you fail, you reset and all the dominoes are back in the spot oh. where they originally started. Mm-hmm so i was getting a little bit frustrated yeah yeah (laughs) but it was fine um but uh but yeah i i think this has a lot of potential because it's like like i said it's like unpacking and house flipper but with a different spin especially with the concept of how you're like trying to make money and because you want to furnish your own place because you do have your own apartment in this little like diorama world um Mm -hmm. and you can put your own stuff in it so yeah um there's a trailer on YouTube. Um, so we'll put that in link And yeah, early access I think, I don't think it's supposed to be that expensive Either, in the press kit Um, I think it mentioned it was Yeah, $14.99 with regional prices So I imagine that's the Canadian Or the American price, and it's on Steam Um, it's supposed to work on Windows, Linux, and Mac Uh, so yeah, go check it out I thought it was pretty cute and calming And, yeah, one dude is making this And you know how we like you know it's pretty impressed when one person can make a game all themselves in two Um, years
2: yeah. yeah and it's like the the look and feel and i mean that with like a lot of love like i don't mean that as per uh pejorative uh you know how people like a lot of people just follow like blender tutorials And then they show, like, what they did with the Blender tutorials. It kind of looks like that because it's got that diorama. Mm -hmm. But it's, like, it's not low poly, but it's, like... It is low
1: poly, but just the right amount. Like, it's stylized. Yeah, Mm
2: -hmm. yeah. It's just, like, I don't know. It's just everything is buttery. And Mm -hmm. the lighting is gorgeous. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's, like, just, like, some default Unreal Engine 5 shit that he's doing like did he model all of these or did he buy all these assets but he managed to find a group of assets that are actually like work together or i don't know like i i want i want more story on how he put this together and why is it so beautiful and so cute yeah
1: well maybe i can reach out and see if we can do an interview um the other cool thing about this you can play the entire game with just your mouse oh that's if you want to yeah so like i'm here like not feeling great friday evening and just like Mm -hmm. got a thing of chips and i'm just munching on chips and like stocking shelves store shelves here (laughs) and i was like this this is soothing Mm -hmm. and i'm not feeling super great um so yeah it's pretty cool i i recommend checking it out uh i'm gonna keep my eyeball on it as it as you know the game grows and Mm -hmm. and comes into a full 1.0 fruition um as they planned uh a full release i wrote in 2023 that can't be right Uh, 2020, 2024 must be full release, uh, later on in the year. So yeah, that's cool. Um, I also downloaded Helldivers 2, but didn't have the mental capacity with being sick to be able to play it. But it's on my PlayStation 5, so I'm ready to go. Ladies, it's time for Walk Down Memory Card Lane. Are you ready? Yep. Yep. Alright, each week we will have uh, the team will have to guess a historical game that would have released during the times of this episode's airing. We'll start with its release date and then I'll give hints about the game and the team will attempt to guess what it is. As always do talk it out! Okay. Alright. So, this game released on February 26,
2: 2016. 2016. Oh. That's PlayStation 4 Xbox One oh yes. right. okay. that time. i was
0: like wait a minute what i was like what was i doing in 2016 <laughs> <All> Right? <laughs> yeah <I> got <forgot> it
2: <laughs> we're, we're talking previous gen ish yep february are we talking already nintendo switch mm, no that was
1: 2017
2: yeah i was gonna say i'm i'm fuzzy on the nintendo switch okay okay so no switch um
0: mm-hmm. i want to take a stab and say um
1: horizon zero Dawn. No, and that was the year after.
2: Oh, so close! Okay, that was that was 2017 uh, too. All right, Yeah, right. right. uh, mm-hmm. that's right. It was the year that all the good shit came out. It was... Everything that, of yeah, and then oh, yeah. and then this mm-hmm.
1: last year did the same thing again. Yeah, that's right. All yeah. Right. yeah. All right. Well, Do you want another clue? Yes. yes, please. The development of this game took place on an HP Pavilion desktop from Costco.
2: Is it Stardew Valley? I was it. just gonna say,
1: is it Stardew Valley? All right. <laughs> Nice. I I was trying to find clues for this one that were like off the beaten trail because if I started talking about the game, you guys would have got it in in a heartbeat. And then we were talking so much about Coral Island and Star Valley. I was like, oh yeah, they're going to get this.
2: (laughs) Um, Rhyme the pump. I I started to remember like where I was when I started to play Stardew Valley and it was indeed... 2016 okay yeah
1: yeah the rest of the clues that i have include it features a diverse cast of characters each with their own personality schedules and preferences i was hoping schedules was gonna like yeah. light like something if you didn't have it at that point mm-hmm. uh throughout the game world players can discover artifacts and relics by digging up soil fishing and mining the fishing mechanics were inspired by the one-button flying barrel levels in Donkey Kong Country Returns. FYI, there's a fantastic AMA on Reddit that Concerned Ape did and where it talks about some of these things. Um, random events can occur throughout the gameplay and can range from encounters with traveling merchants to unexpected weather phenomenon. Mm-hmm. The developer's favorite characters are Robin and Mayor Lewis. Aww. It has a vibrant modding community. And here's a weird one. <laughs> Feel like dressing like a trash bin? Put a broken CD, broken glasses, glasses, driftwood, soggy newspaper, and trash into the sewing machine, and you'll get an outfit Oscar the Grouch would approve of.
2: There's a sewing machine now in this game?
1: <laughs> yes! <A> DLC! Oh. <laughs> and of course, this game operates on a seasonal cycle. That is Stardew Valley, which came out on February 26, 2016, and changed all our lives. <laughs>
2: basically yeah for the better i, did. I mean when you were Thank like you. hp pavilion from costco i was like what came out yeah in the last like eight to nine years that is like a big success but i was like so low that i can be it was like oh it's 30 valley
1: <laughs> all right ladies uh we have a little bit of news to cover and then we got to get into that topic of the week you ready to do it yep let's go time for news that xbox business update ended up happening last week and it did happen while i was in the middle of work so i had to catch up on it after the fact uh catherine what happened
2: uh basically they said a lot but not much i want to (laughs) say because they were like confirmed that four games will be releasing on other platform Though Xbox did not provide additional details, so um, you know, there we go. Uh, so the biggest news was that Xbox confirmed uh, four games be going multi-platform. I'm re- sorry, I'm reading off of I- uh, a TLDR article that IGN slapped together, mm-hmm. uh, but it, they didn't say which game. Saying the teams are building those games to have announced plans that are not too far away. Um he confirmed that Indiana Jones and Starfield are not some of those games. And the Verge is thinking that it'll be Hi Fire Rush, Pentad, Sea of Thieves, and Grounded. Which makes sense I for could see that. some yeah. of some of them make sense to go on Switch, to be mm-hmm. honest. Yep.
1: And Sea of Thieves have been around long enough yeah. and Grounded had a really extended early access and then came out. Yeah. Hi Fire Rush has done so well. And pentiment, I have a feeling that that just would run really well in a switch too. Yeah.
2: Um. And finally, like Activision Blade game coming to Game Pass. Yes, uh, March twenty eighth, Diablo four will be coming to Game Pass.
0: That's. I thought that was kind of the biggest one of the biggest splashes. Yeah. Yeah,
2: that was the news. That was the biggest news. That
0: was the drop. Yep.
2: So. um, So I'm guessing it it'll be available on game pass on console and pc um that would be my read too yeah. if
1: they just say straight out game pass yeah. i would imagine it means both yes at, i at, i would also think so i mean
0: that would be also kind of weird for it not to be on pc i guess yeah
2: like, and they say that more more of the activision blizzard catalog is coming um mm-hmm. that's the only the they said quote only the beginning for a blizzard games on the service so um I mean, Overwatch 2 is already free to play, so I'm thinking they're going to go down, like, maybe... I think the next one might be StarCraft uh, on Game Pass PC. If not... I need a, I need a new
1: StarCraft. I do. Yeah, That would be really nice. What else
2: that came out before, like... Uh, I mean, they have World of Warcraft, but... Huh. Blizzard have... Right now, games... Watch Hearthstone. God, Hearthstone. I'm looking at Blizzard specifically. Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, that's pretty oh, much it.
1: Here, yeah, that's pretty much they it. They have like they have a few biggies, right? Yeah, yeah that's
2: pretty much it. So oh, and
0: yeah, gargantuan yeah. mammoths. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And
2: Hearthstone and Heroes of the Storm are basically got deprioritized. Like I don't think they're they have teams working on those games anymore anyway. Um, mm-hmm. So I I, I think and I think they're. Because they say specifically Blizzard, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to get like the single player games, like the whole back catalog of Diablo on Game Pass.
1: Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool.
2: Warcraft, especially 3 when they didn't. Didn't they
1: do like a didn't they do like a remaster remake not too long ago of the original Diablo? Uh, was it the original one or was it two? I feel like it was the religi- original uh, one.
2: The only one I knew about was Warcraft Three Reforged.
1: Maybe they did. I don't know. Anyways i can see them all coming to yeah anyway so anyway diablo
2: 4 or game pass is the only real news that came out of this shit that's worth writing home about everything else is just like we'll let you know soon
1: well they did confirm that they're working on a next gen console which we all just assumed but everybody was like oh my god are they not doing it are they going full like service and it's like no No. they're making uh they're making tech too like of course they are
2: it's like asking Um, apple if they'll stop making the iphone even though they're not yeah. ma- it's not their biggest driver of revenue anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought I thought it was kind of an interesting uh, drop or announcement for them to do because it seemed like Phil had this announcement planned like already and he was kind of forced to do this early um, in a weird way. And um, you know, I just think he laid out like the future of it was for Xbox to be on all screens. And it you know, was really pushing that frontier of, you know, outside of just being locked to a console, which we talked a little bit about last week. Um, I watched a few uh, recap and, um, you know, reaction videos. And to me, I thought Digital Foundry, you know, in utter surprise, <laughs> not really because of <laughs> sarcasm because it's Digital Foundry, but I thought they actually had the best reaction um, in terms of speculation and having... Um, you know wondering why they would say this and where they were going and kind of what they saw the future of it being I thought that was the most interesting thing so if you go to Digital Foundry you only have to listen to like the first uh, about 20 minutes 15 to 20 minutes you don't have to watch the whole video because they're usually over an hour long uh, but I, I really liked their assessment of it um, uh, of the, yeah the, the news so uh, yeah but I mean of course internet blew everything up more so than it needed to be. But Digital Foundry actually addressed that and I think a really clever way of saying that Phil kinda had to address the rumors because if they just like shadow dropped this or like didn't say anything, people would Mm -hmm. totally freak out. And they'd be like, What does this mean? And blah 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 and things like that. So like they had to get out ahead of it. But I think it just came out a little earlier than than maybe they Xbox might have wanted. But
1: Well, there was also that conversation, like, at the tail end we were discussing last week, where someone had said that Nintendo was supposed to do a direct of some sort last Mm -hmm. week. And the rumor mill is they moved it to this week because they and maybe it's like a partner one because maybe this is where they're saying hi-fi rush is coming yeah. on it right yeah. mm. and they didn't want that to happen considering this all because you're also thinking about too is like they're not just thinking about like what the gamers have to say they have to think about the investors and yep. stuff and how that's going to affect it mm-hmm. now i don't know if they run on this on a similar like if their year ends in december or if it ends in the end of march but, you know, maybe there's something to say there, right? Where they're like, they're trying to calm everybody yeah. <laughs> down. Because, yeah. like, this, that's the problem when, you know, and I mean, we're guilty of it, too. Like, mm-hmm. our imaginations as pundits could run wild and we could speculate and whatever. And then hearsay becomes hearsay. And then a little bit of a rumor drops because someone spoke who probably wasn't. And then it just snowballs into something. And then yeah. the problem is, is that that could be beneficial because everybody's hype. But if... If expectations are not met, yep, then people are pissed. Yep, but it's the people's own fault for being pissed because <laughs> for being pissed right. because they made shit up in their heads.
0: Yeah. Well, and if yeah. and if this is the case, like if they're gonna put a game out, and it could be Nintendo's best interest to wait anyway, so that people have enough time to ingest this news cycle, and then it's like, oh, we're gonna get games on all these other platforms. And then they're like, "Hey, you you wanted this game on another platform? Like here you go, on new hardware." Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty mm-hmm. that's pretty easy. Yeah.
1: So and I and I don't think it's far fetched to think that Nintendo might be doing some some sort of announcement because the other thing too is <clears throat> my birthday is Pokemon Day and there's usually something that happens on that day of some some kind of news or something like that but usually Nintendo has something in advance to announce that that's coming and they talk about other things too mm-hmm. um, and it's almost like hey don't forget Pokemon ne- Day is on the twenty seventh so on and so forth so and which happens to be a Tuesday so it's a good day to do something yeah um, it's not like the weekend yeah uh, but yeah. We'll wait and see. But I mean I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of what I anticipated. Like I didn't I didn't think with them scrambling saying that they were gonna react to something, yeah. it was it was just gonna be to clarify. Yeah. yeah. To come out and officially clarify what was going on, and yes, it's a smart idea to put games other hardware. Hey, look, MLB the show is a Sony Studios developed game and it's on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. That's okay. That's okay. You know? Yep minecraft is now a microsoft property and it's on everything and a potato yep yep and that's okay Yep. making games more accessible to people
0: on the platform that they want to play games at is a win for games and gamers yeah like that's just hands down so
1: yeah uh The other piece of news, because I was flipping through TikTok, and I wanted to... It's not really a piece of news, but I just (laughs) thought it was wild and wanted to bring it to you both, um, and to you, the listener, because I needed to share it. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1 came out last year, Mm -hmm. and now there's a mod that somebody built that brought Disney and Pixar characters into the fray. Oh my gosh. And... Oh my god! I was watching the battles, but really, it's the fatalities that have your mind blown. Cause like seeing Elsa freeze somebody is, and then them like kind of like crumbling into ice dust is just nuts. <laughs> like watching these videos and i'm sure kat will put the uh put the youtube links and stuff in there it's just like nuts Aww. seeing these characters fight and like because i could see at some point maybe a fighting game in between two you know two disney characters or something maybe not because i mean they're supposed to be more people the thing is moral combat it's fucking brutal the fatalities
0: oh my gosh i'm watching one right now it is like oh it is for adults only like for sure but
1: it is it is something else seeing snow white <laughs> bite the head off of deadpool it's <laughs> like what oh I, my
2: what God. I'm, I'm watching one of Woody. um yes oh like Kudos to this person for, you know, Come connecting I. the characters, like, with the actual, like, my, uh, Mortal Kombat. So Woody replaces Kung Lao, because Kung Lao has a hat and does shit with his mm, hat. True, true. So you got Woody from Toy Story using his hat to, like, eviscerate people? <laughs> like Kung Lao does? So amazing. Yeah. Wow.
1: I'm actually surprised it's still online <laughs>
2: yeah disney wasn't like
1: a wtf because yeah i saw it on i mm-hmm. saw it on tiktok and i was like it was who was i seeing i think it was Belle versus snow white that i was seeing them fight and i was like what in god's name is this and had to go and google it and then yeah it's it's this <laughs> it's this mod um that someone built and it's nuts i never th- I, like i kind of want to play it but at the same time it's weird to see those characters in those situations yeah it, it it's, it's a, a little, little dirty <laughs>
0: like there's the the what the re- uh, most recent video is john wick
1: versus like uh, oh my god and oh my god you know, winnie the, the pooh poo fighting against a yeah. Steam uh, steamboat willie mickey is like <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
0: it's a bit of a yeah it's a bit yeah of a war yeah not dream, for kids so. definitely not for kids not no, for not kids for, not for kids at all
1: all right the topic of our show today was inspired by TikTok as well as there's this trend going around <laughs> with this gentleman who asked folks what game sounds haunt you to this day and then afterwards people respond with a sound that they heard And uh, yeah, I thought that would be a pretty fun topic for us to chat through. So we're going to get into that right after this break. What game sounds haunt you? It's a very good question. You know, as you die and die and die and get frustrated with the games that you play, especially in our childhood, there are definitely specific sounds and and little jingles and stuff that when you hear them bring shivers <laughs> this tiktok trend that i found uh i had to share it with the crew because it was just too funny and i was like we need to talk about this in the podcast joelle first off the bat what game sounds haunt you
0: Ugh! boo <laughs> that sound <laughs> That sound meant that the end of all of my hard earned hearts and toil was coming to an end, and I'd have to.
1: Yeah, it's to definitely it a terrifying one. And it was just so, like, agonizing when you were listening to it, and it gave you so much anxiety. It was. <laughs> oh my gosh.
0: It just would, and it's, it's relentless, you know? It just, you have, it's like, you have to take care of it, but if you have nothing to take care of it, you're just doomed. And it's like, this is, this is the most, this is the worst thing that can happen to me, like as, as a seven year old, is this.
1: (laughs) So for those who don't know, that is the Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past Low Health Alarm. Um, And yeah, someone made that YouTube video for one hour.
0: Yeah, it's an alarm that you can
1: like, like, who did this? Who did that to themselves?
2: <laughs> wow. It's somebody has real issues waking up in the morning and getting up. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Kat, you want to preface your uh, so- uh, video game sound that haunts you?
2: This one we share, I'm pretty sure, Leah. Like, this one was like, um, oop, jump scare. <laughs> i think oh that's the re-dead in ocarina of time and they at one point when they activate they kind of scream too they're like
1: oh yes they are awful that brings me right back (laughs) remember when they like freeze you when they would come up and then you would like you couldn't move for a second and the camera would pan to it and you would see it creepily fuck, move towards you and things. you're just like ah and then it would grab you and put its arms and legs around you and you're just like ah, oh. ah this is scary I mean who,
0: <laughs> yeah I, I mean this is t- it's terrible like I sometimes I think about like where my anxiety came from as an adult and it's like oh I, I know I know exactly where it came from
1: <laughs> Agreed, agreed. Um, here's one that terrified me as as a young kid.
2: Oh, fuck that guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, fuck him. And again, 100%.
2: that
1: damn dog. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: damn dog thinks he's so funny. Thinks he has you.
1: It was chaos. Chaos. And why? Why laugh at you though? It was. Like it. Like, because it was the 80s. Why am I getting bullied Bullied. by an animated dog as they
0: shoot ducks? Because that's how you win. Like, that's how you get motivated to win.
1: Oh my God.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Joel, do you have another one?
0: I do. It is kind of a deep cut. Uh, So we'll see if folks. This may be where my, where like a real fear came out of.
1: I don't remember that one at all. <laughs> if anyone did... Oh,
0: oh you don't. It's like when you sent us this, it was like the f- actually like the first thing that I thought of, it is the um, uh, it is the X-Men arcade game, uh Arcade's Revenge and you could you could get it for the SNES uh, for the cartridge and it is the sound of storm drowning. Aww. That is her noise as she's drowning and it's like Why?
1: (laughs) What is it about water levels? I don't know. Uh. And you know, like, I I always have, like, certain music always pops into my head. And, like, the the music from, like, the underwater levels in the Super Mario games... Would always, like... imprinted in my brain like absolutely imprinted and then it brings me back to like water levels in the donkey kong country series the freaking oh, water temple in zelda yeah, like, yeah the water what is it with water levels the
0: water is awful <laughs> and again like that sound like a woman like i don't know i just i can't, I can't. <laughs> too much this is why i don't play board.
2: that scream makes does make sense why is she screaming underwater <laughs> no.
0: It should sound like yeah.
2: <laughs> I thought something
1: was coming to get her at first No, it's yeah. her <laughs> Oh my god, wild cat. do you have another one?
2: Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing uh, I'm sorry, it's also a drowning one uh, <sighs> oh,
1: No <laughs> And it gets worse I can
0: oh,
2: that's... see Sonic too got it oh. right because drowning, the actual drowning, the actual death is silent. You just panic, 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 and then boop. And then I,
1: I think I can, I can see the like picture <laughs> of Sonic with his arms splayed and then the rings going everywhere, just like Blo-lo-lo. bad. <laughs>
2: Yeah, because, like, you know, in, in Mario, he had water levels, but he were just swimming around. In Sonic, they were like, hey, we're going to add, like, breath, and you're going to have to find bubbles and shit <laughs> like that. And yeah. You might dr- like, I f- fucking hated that mechanic in Sonic 2. Love the fuck out of Sonic 2, but, like, as soon as we got, like, a Game Genie or a Game Shark, I think it was a Game Shark on Sega Genesis and a Game Genie on and yes, no. um, as soon as we got one of those, I was like, where's the code to not fucking drown? Like, yeah. Fuck this.
1: Ugh. Up. Back when I had my PS2, the- I heard a lot. <laughs> Do you remember this?
2: Yeah, that's the no. game over music. <laughs>
1: This is Leah's ready to throw the controller across the room. <laughs> yeah, that's her cue. <laughs> yep. Final Fantasy 10 game over. Oh my gosh do you guys got any more because I got a few more Go for it.
2: I do- uh I'll send you my, I'll send you my game over screen.
1: okay give me your game over.
0: Honestly, Leah, I could. I only wanted to do two because that's <laughs> <laughs> only what many I wanted to handle at this moment. I did try to find a, um, there was actually a Sesame Street game that mm-hmm. uh, was a counting game that I played when I was like, you know, re- really young, you know, probably like in, you know, uh, elementary. And if, if you want a little bit of like a, a blast from the past and a little peek into like how video games were, you know, in like the early 90s like that when i look at that shit now i'm still like why did i think this was like the best thing ever but it had it was a counting game and if you got it wrong a big alien head would descend and like make the worst noise at you and i couldn't find it on the internet i think everyone else was also traumatized by this alien and it was too much this and they didn't put a it up sesame Street
1: game? it was a sesame what? street game yeah oh my god yeah just saying mm-hmm. sesame street has come up twice now in this podcast <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this one's from Cat. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like how he, they have all this extra text. Were you able to just jump past that if you wanted to, Cat?
2: I think so. I forget. It's been a while since I played Undertale, but the song is called Determination uh, uh. because the point of it is determination to keep going and everything. Uh, but yeah, that as much as I saw that screen, like that song had no business being such a banger. To be honest,
1: <laughs> but the Undertale is known for having like a phenomenal mm. soundtrack.
2: Oh, I listened to that soundtrack a lot. Still, I never finished yeah. the game, but that soundtrack. Ugh on mm. high rotation still with stardew mm. valley as well
1: yeah um here's a few more that uh oh. this one's a, a pretty recent
0: yeah really that that one was extremely rude good old breath of the
1: wild
2: yeah that that's like you ran yeah. out of stamina and you just plummeted yeah. to your death
1: yeah Yep. yeah yep. this one cat you probably remember as we've already referenced it <laughs>
2: heard that one a lot in the water temple
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and then the last one for today and then it brought you back (laughs) that's the super mario 64 uh soundtrack Uh. game over yeah, at least they didn't have it last long. And, and it's weird hearing the Super Mario theme sound all, like, distorted and stuff. But uh, it didn't last long. Yeah, so uh, I hope everybody is a little traumatized. Yeah, thanks for that. I can't wait to go to bed now. <laughs> Tra- trauma
0: bonding. <laughs>
1: <Woo-hoo>! <laughs> and with that, we are closing out the show for this week. As always, you can check out the show notes on girlsmygames.ca for links to all the stories mentioned in this episode including if you're feeling so inclined, go check out those Mortal Kombat mods and uh, maybe you'll be traumatized again. Um, (laughs) If you have the power to rate and review this podcast where you are listening to it, it'd be much appreciated if you could do so. Why? It helps with discovery. It pushes us up in the rankings. And we love to hear what you have to say if you leave a comment. This is also the chance where the people on this podcast get to shout out their social media handles so uh, you can tell them how much you've been traumatized by this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Catherine, where can people find you?
2: Uh, I am CS... Oh, shit, my voice uh, has left the building. I am CSDSBINS on Twitter, X, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky... But uh, I'm mostly in the Girls on Games Discord, but right now I'm not a lot of places except on my Coral Island farm, to be honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> at least she's
0: honest. Joelle, where can people find you? People can find me on Instagram at joelleloren87, on X at gamer underscore comfy. Uh, but every single day, popping into the Girls on Games Discord. Great place to be. Come and say hi.
1: And I am Leah you are on most social media platforms, but of course you want to know everything there's to know about Girls On Games. You can track us down at the Girls on Games on X and Facebook, just Girls On Games on Instagram and threads, Discord.me slash on games to continue this conversation and more. But of course, if you ever need to know anything at all, you can track it down at our home base. That is girls on games.ca. Thank you, Kat. Thank you, Joelle. It's been another lovely week in video games. I hope you can sleep tonight.
2: Doubtful. <laughs> <laughs> I got cold men <laughs> jokes on you. Right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.